Welcome to Product Success Management Issues, the podcast and video series that explores in depth with experienced product managers and product marketing managers the key issues that affect product success. Sponsored by Wiley and my company, Spice Catalyst, I am Dave Frayden, your host and the author of Foundations in the Successful Management of Products series of books and courses published by Wiley. Be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn. Be sure to connect with my guest also. All right. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to Product Success Issues with Albert Chang. Albert, uh, could you introduce yourself, uh, some of your background and, and experience? Yeah, sure thing. Hey, everyone. Uh, so I'm Albert Chang. Um, I currently work at a company called Outpost. We're a 35-person startup um, in South San Francisco, and I'm the head of product here. Um, my background um, started out in engineering and through kind of a curvy path, ended up in product management. Uh, I've worked at both small startups as well as big companies, uh, notably at Google and YouTube for about six years, um, where I, I worked on a lot of the product efforts for their live streaming and gaming initiatives at YouTube. Um, so now I'm at Outpost, um, and we're, uh, it's a fun company. We're at the intersection of uh, gaming, entertainment, and technology. And so what we're doing is we're creating this interactive platform that brings live audience participation directly into games. And in your current position, are you acting as a product manager for that product or also director of engineering? Yeah, um, I'm in a really interesting role because I lead the entire platform organization. So that's not just product, but also engineering and design, um, data analysts and scientists. Um, so it's a team of 10. And I would say my role is basically split into three different buckets. Um, one of those is like what you would mostly consider product management. So like actually defining the product, um, writing the specs, executing alongside engineering design. Um, I would say the other part is more around like roadmap and strategy because I'm on the executive team here. And then the third bucket is in recruiting. So definitely spent a lot of time um, talking to candidates uh, there's no substitute for getting great people on board. So that's definitely a huge focus in my job here as well. And that's for both product managers and engineers? Yeah, actually primarily engineers. Um, living in Silicon Valley, you know, the, the talent market is, is really hot for engineers. So yeah. um, I definitely spend a lot more of my time on engineering. Uh, in the cases of when you're trying to hire for product management, what, what is your criteria for uh, selecting someone? Yeah. Um, have you heard like the uh, Wizard of Oz parable for hiring? No. All right. So in the, you know, just kind of bear with me, but in, in the Wizard of Oz, so Dorothy travels with these three characters um, and it's the uh, Scarecrow, the Tin Man, and the Cowardly Lion. And I like this parable. So the, the Scarecrow um, is searching for a brain, right? So first and foremost, we're looking for folks that are uh, really brilliant, especially since we're a small company, like we look for folks that um, have that kind of exceptionalism in a particular area. Um, and so on the product side, that could be um, that could be someone that's extremely data driven. It could be someone that knows monetization. It could be someone that comes from like a live streaming background, um, but some area where they're really the expert, um, especially in a company like ours, where we're encouraged to take really large risks and there's a lot of complexity in what we do. Um, we want people that are really brilliant to think through these problems. 
Um, so the second one is uh, the Tin Man, right? So the Tin Man is searching for um, a heart, right? And I think in in the product world, it's really important that your product managers have a lot of um, empathy for your users, um, but also for your coworkers, right? And so, you know, you can't really succeed in building products that are loved by lots of people if you like don't spend time talking to them and you know really feel the pain points. And so, in, in user interviews, I always try to make sure that um, product managers are comfortable doing that. And in our interview process, I actually have them go through a prompt where they think through like a real world solution, and then we'll, and brainstorm with our team to figure out what the right um, what the right option is. Um, and then the last one uh, around the cowardly line uh, is courage, right? So, <laughs> at a, <laughs> so you know, at a small startup like like ours, we're only 35 people, and you know, lots of startups fail. But I'm looking for people that are really excited about taking big risks. Um, you know, uh, are are ambitious, right? And are willing to to kind of uh, buck the buck the normal trend, but you know, have have the guts to try something really really new. Um, so I look for folks that are kind of bored at the traditional nine to five, uh, job, right. And I've worked at big companies too. And I think ultimately what's led me back to the startup world is, is just that, um, that empowerment and that agency, um, to take risks and, and make big decisions. So that, that's been a lot of fun. When you were a product manager at YouTube, uh, could you describe yeah. the roles and responsibilities of product managers at YouTube? Sure. Um, so the great thing about um, great thing about Google and YouTube, right, is like we we had so much data and um, so much information and such a large user base, right? And so as a product manager, you spend a lot more of your uh, because you have a lot of resources, um, you spend a lot more of your time um, communicating, uh, making sure that you have um, stakeholder approvals. There's large cross-functional teams, often in the projects that you work on. Um, so a lot of the job is like defining exactly what we're going to build, getting approval for it, and then writing very, very detailed specs, um, then working across a whole bunch of different groups to, to ensure that you can launch. And that's everything from getting approval from, um, let's say, like policy and accessibility and security and privacy and things like that, um, which are you know, important for a startup as well, but definitely important for, for Google, right? That, that has a, that has a large brand. Um, so at, let's see, the, does that help explain the role a bit? Um, I, I think the other important part is that, uh, we ran a lot of experiments at YouTube. So pretty much every feature that we rolled out, uh, we would run like a, we, we would have a hypothesis about what metrics it would, it would move. We'd run it to a very tiny percent of our user base um, over a period of weeks sometimes, and then we'd see if that uh, was successful or not. And if it was successful, we'd present that into a product review, and then we'd launch it to a much bigger audience. So, you know, it's a lot of fun because everything that you launch, uh, you get quite a lot of users on it, and you know, people generally love YouTube as a product. So it was, it was a it was a fun creative environment at scale, um, which I really enjoyed. So a lot of it is doing analytics or analyzing uh, different hypotheses and then selecting. What what level yeah. of authority do you have? Were you the, the sole authority on deciding when the product is going to be released, what features it's going to have, or or was it a group thing? Uh, that's, a, that's a tough question to answer, right? So I think as product managers, it's important to, to take responsibility and ownership 
um, especially for failures. <laughs> but um, but also, you know, you need to be a decision maker um, whenever there's kind of murkiness uh, amongst the group. Um, but I would not say that I'm like the sole authority or anything, right? I especially to there was a very large engineering team, a large marketing team, a large design team. Um, so there were a lot of uh, voices in the room, and you know, Google hires really brilliant people, and so they, they had really good viewpoints. Um, so you're kind of in this, this central role um, where you facilitate a lot of the discussions and then you ultimately can make a decision, but you have to get input from people across the board. Um, and who, yeah. did, who did you report to? What kind of position? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, at Google, let's see. So I had a few different roles there. Um, I started out in technical infrastructure, so I was, I was actually reporting... Um, more on the engineering side of things. Um, the product org at YouTube is is more, I suppose, vertical, where there's a SVP of product, and then underneath him, there's a number of directors and VPs that own like larger areas. Um, then underneath that, there's basically like group and senior level PMs, um, and then underneath that, there's like PMs and associate PMs. Um, so generally, the PMs associate PMs, the senior PMs, those are the ones that are writing the specs um, and, and basically pushing out these, these products. And then the ones that are higher up focus more on, on strategy. And um, so there's a whole vertical organization uh, under a senior vice president for product management. That's right. Yeah. And so he manages all the, the products. And then product did any of the individual product managers have anybody reporting to them? Um, yeah, at the director level they did, um, but it was relatively flat. A GPM didn't have reports, um, with the exception of maybe like an intern or something, but relatively flat at YouTube. And then each of you would be assigned to an, uh, a product which had its own associated engineering team? Yeah, and so there, there's basically like a budgeting and resourcing process that happens at the higher levels. Um, I was not senior enough to be part of those discussions, but... Um, at Google, we had basically a, uh, both a, a quarterly cycle and I believe also a yearly cycle where there's you know budgeting in terms of hiring and where the resources are going to be allocated. Um, so it ensures that you know the the projects that have the highest impact towards the company um, get allocated a certain number of people and and dollars um, to push those forward. Um, you know, you, you've worked at big organizations as yep. well, so I think, yeah. So there, there's definitely a process involved in that. Um, I, I thought that it was relatively uh, well-structured, um, but it's, yeah, it's wildly different than my world right now, right? Where it's just like, you know, your, your day-to-day can even change, right? Depending on what, you know, you feel about your users. Exactly. Did you, as an individual product manager at YouTube, have the authority to spend money? Did you have a budget? Um. Not exactly like that. So the product marketing managers did. Um, they were the ones that were allocating money for you know user acquisition and for certain um, you know like parties and events or trying to get you know really large live streamers to, to stream on your platform. So there would sometimes be budget for that kind of stuff, um, but that wasn't directly managed by the product managers. Uh, but the product marketing manager uh, would would have a budget that they could then manage. 
Yeah, I think that was how we did things there. How, describe the differences or, or what the product manager did at uh, YouTube versus the product marketing manager at YouTube. Yeah, so the, the product manager is responsible for ultimately like, you know, discovering and defining what product to build. So what that means is like there's all sorts of problems out there that could be solved. What are the right ones to go tackle? And then what's the kind of solution for that, right? And so the, the PM, PM being product manager, will write the specs and they'll, you know, execute with the project manager, right, to, um, to go build that out. So execute alongside engineering design and get it to launch. Um, I think the product marketing manager was more responsible for shaping that communication and uh, positioning of the product um, externally. And so that's where, you know, the budget dollars kind of make more sense because they, um, you know, they'll have a list of kind of initiatives that they'll want to do in order to, um, that, have, that basically have high leverage, right? That uh, uh -huh. put your product out there and make sure it gets seen by lots of people. Of those uh, three things, the brain, the courage, and the passion, um, what competencies underneath that are most important to you as uh, hiring a product manager? Um, the heart, for sure, right? I think um, I look first and foremost for people that have the empathy. Um, I think product managers can actually, uh, there, you know, there may be some exceptions, but I think especially consumer product managers, I think that they can actually, really good ones, they can move from vertical to vertical, like different industries, um, fairly seamlessly. Um, this might not be the case for, you know, certain, like, maybe an enterprise, it might not be the case, but I think, generally speaking, um, I look for folks that can basically take their, uh, get like, get in the shoes of their target users, really, and then making sure that they're putting stuff that, fulfills a real pain point um, because if you're able to do that, like I, I believe deeply in the idea that, you know, if you can get uh, even a hundred people to absolutely love your product, then you can find a way to grow it. Great. And then uh, if someone came to you and said, Hey, I'd like to become a product manager, what would you mm -hmm. tell them to do? Yeah. Um, I think I would follow that same train of thought, right? Like talk to a lot of people, um, find a problem that's worth solving and basically like be an entrepreneur, right? So try to prototype it, um, try to sell it to them. On behalf of my guest and myself, um, I think thanks for joining us on product success management um, issues. You know, you can get kind I of carried away reading books sure and articles I'd and like whatnot. That's, that's all fine and good, but um, you, you need to kind of learn from mistakes and learn from how real users interact with their own product. Um, that's how you kind of become good. And then once you have enough notches in your belt, um, then you become pretty attractive. Uh, at Google, it was pretty important for PMs to have engineering backgrounds. Um, I don't find that necessarily to be the case for every company. Um, I've, I've come across lots of brilliant product managers that come from design or a psychology background um, or business or whatnot, right? And so I think it's more just like, do you have a desire to solve problems for people? And are you actually willing to be entrepreneurial, roll up your sleeves and, and try to make it happen? Because I think everything kind of flows from that. If you're able to do that successfully, then I think you can be a pretty successful PM. Did uh, the product managers at YouTube all work on site or were some of them remote? Yeah, so uh, YouTube had been, uh, by the time I had left, I think it was already like 1,500 people or so. Um, our headquarters were in San Bruno, uh, California, which is by um, SFO Airport, 
Um, but we also had offices down in Mountain View. We had some people working in um, New York and other offices around the world. I think some in Zurich even. Um, so we we always had people on site in the sense that they were always working at a Google office, but they weren't necessarily out of YouTube headquarters. Um, Google has Google Hangouts, as you know. So like a lot, pretty much every one of our meetings was done through Google Hangouts, and also through Google Docs and Sheets and and uh, slides and whatnot. So there's plenty of collaborative tools out there that I think you can be effective as a product manager. Um, you know, that said, I, I do think the product manager is at the heart of, um, you know, communication so, so core to what that role is. And so that, it's, it's a tougher role to do that remote as, you know, say maybe a, a DevOps or a backend engineer. Um, you could do that from home because your 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 amount of time that you're spending communicating is quite a bit less in those roles as it is as a product manager. Gotcha. Any advantages or disadvantages to working remotely versus in the in the same building? Yeah, I mean, I think the main advantage is you can increase your hiring pool, right? I think especially and and also, you know. Um, you know, I live in San Francisco. It's very expensive here, right? So you increase your hiring pool when you lower your hiring cost, right? And I think there's a lot of brilliant people all around the world that, that can be very, very good. So I think that's an advantage to allowing uh, remote candidates. Um, disadvantage is, yeah, you just you, you kind of lose the ad hoc communication. Um, there's so much that you can do. I mean, there's, there's some stuff you can do through, like, just chatting and email and Slack and whatnot. And the tools out there are getting better. Um, but still, being able to sit right next to engineers and designers and just basically like brainstorm on the fly, I, I think is a really invaluable thing. So that, gotcha. that part is kind of hard to, um, to make up when you're remote. Any uh, further thoughts on organizing and managing uh, product management? Um, you know, I, I think I covered a lot of it. I'm just really excited to see the, the growth in um, just basically like knowledge sharing in the, the PM community. So. Um, I love that you're you're you know reached out to me. Uh, I'd love to do more of this. Um, my my Twitter is uh, Albert C two four eight. So uh, feel free to reach out to me, and I'm happy to to respond and um, answer to any kind of further questions that your audience might have. And uh, your LinkedIn profile? Yeah, um, I'm Albert Chang. Uh, I work at Outpost, so you can find me there. I don't remember what the exact URL is off the top of my head. I think it's Albert Chang one. Um, but yeah, if you do a search, you should be able to find me. And then people can connect with you if uh, you'd like to share your email address. Yeah, um, it's albertc248 uh, at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. On behalf of my guest and myself, thanks for joining us on Product Success Management Issues. I am Dave Frayton. Be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn.